0: We'll have, have a good time. So uh, hello, everybody. Um, episode 183 of the Galen and Trombley Show. Uh, my next guest, uh, a couple things. One, I've been wanting to have her on for a long time. She's been on my initial uh, podcast list for a while, and I've actually rescheduled her multiple times because of sicknesses, and she somehow keeps saying that she'll come back. She, she's just a really nice person. That's why. But um, my guest today is Jody Carpenter, uh, Vice President of Human Resources at UFIRST Federal Credit Union. Um, do you remember how we first met?
1: Well, I f- believe so. Um, I was... Or, uh, oh, welcome to, my yeah, <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you for having me, and thank you. I'm glad we finally got to uh, connect. Um, the first time that I remember meeting you was, um, unfortunately, I had torn my Achilles tendon. And my um, oldest daughter, Ashley, was playing soccer, a divisional game. Uh, sectionals must have been at Shazy. Mm-hmm. And um, I had dropped off my husband and my youngest daughter um, to the field. And then I said, well, you know, I'm gonna see if I can park in handicap because I'm on crutches. I I just got operated on and I wanted to see my daughter's game, but I didn't know how long I would last. So I remember pulling in and I have a black Tahoe and I remember this nice young man (laughs) <laughs> came, came uh, to the door with a nice smile. And, uh, I just said, hi, tried, And tried to kick you out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I said, <laughs> I said, uh, hi. I said, um, and of course you couldn't see my foot because it was my left foot. So I could drive. Yep. Um, but it hurt a little bit, but I still was going to go cause I'm a determined parent. I was going to be there <laughs> for that game. Right. Um, and uh, you were in your, your coat, and uh, I said, hi. I said, I have um, an injury. I'm in a cast, and I don't know how long I can stand for. Would it be okay if I parked? I don't want to take anybody else's spot, but if you do have a spot, can I park? And your smile just went, of course. And then I think you saw me get out of the car and went, <laughs> yeah, she really needs to stay here. And
0: <laughs> But I'm glad you – because I was thinking, I'm like, maybe she doesn't know when we actually met. I had nothing to do with work, and, right. and this is before I knew who you were, and I – I remember you pulled up and you looked familiar, so I'd probably seen you somewhere. Mm -hmm. And uh, so for people that don't know, like when you have – back in the day, I used to coach soccer, so it was always kind of helped out with the uh, sectionals and with helping with the parking. So basically it was like team parking, referees would park there, and obviously people with handicaps. So um, the whole purpose of putting someone there is that it was right next to the field versus parking behind and having to walk three minutes maybe to the field. Like everybody thought it was this long walk. It really wasn't bad. But so basically, everybody, a lot of people tried to just park there and able-bodied people, young, old didn't matter. People just like thought they could park there. So naturally kind of worked their way through. So the reason, I think two things. Number one, you pulled up and you're driving. I could not see an injury. But again, I'm, not, I'm just going to give people the benefit of the doubt that they're not lying to me. <laughs> the problem is throughout, you know, I usually do a couple nights there. So throughout the whole time, you, you would – it would be shocking if I told you how many people came in with some sob story, got out, walked across the field, and I'm like, they're moving pretty good. And then I had one person like, again, I'm not a doctor, but had like uh, some kind of like respiratory issue, and I'm like, they got out, they walked across, and I'm like, okay. But I'm like in my head, I'm like, how many people lie just to get close to the thing? You came up, and I remember the, <laughs> I remember the way you said it was exactly what you said. Like, I, I don't want to take away spot. I can like, I'm on crutches, but I could totally and I'm like. No, you are the people we want here. I said, I wish everybody was as honest as you. And then when you got out and started, you know, obviously crutching your way along, it was like, uh, I just thought it was kind of funny. And then I, I ran into, I seemed like as soon as I met you then, then I just kind of like ran into you the next handful of years. But mm-hmm. I was just wonder if you remember that, but that was uh, yep. nothing, nothing to do with banking. But so Jody, um, I want you to start and give us the whole life story here. I have a little bit on you, but I also know that you've been A mainstay at U First for many, many, many years. But give us, for people that do not know you, kind of who are you? Where did you come from? How'd you get to 2022, Jody?
1: Okay. Well, um, I was born and raised in Plattsburgh, New York. Uh, I went to Beatmantown High School. I um, wanted to become a nurse when I was like 10 years old. So um, I went to SUNY Canton for two years. Uh, That was back when it was a two-year school. And uh, I really enjoyed myself there. And I got really involved. Um, I was president of the dorm. I was vice president of the student association. I was on the soccer team. I was on the softball team, were captains of, of both of those. And I just had fun. Um, back in those days, Can was known as the suitcase school where people would leave where I wanted to stay. So I got a good group of friends and um, got really active and, and really enjoyed my time there
0: are you still friends with them today yes yeah okay.
1: I'm still good friends with my two roommates um, yeah
0: um, which, which is cool because I see uh, like I went to college but didn't really immerse myself in the college I have no college friends I have more friends from my sister's college a couple years after um, which explains what I probably did the last few years after I got out of college but um, okay so you went from Beekman town to Canton two-year <laughs> school then you went came back to yes
1: then I transferred to Plattsburgh State I got out of the nursing major and I switched to business and uh, I went to a counselor they said well you're very strong in um, science and math so try an accounting course see if you like it or you don't so I did and um, I really liked it so I transferred to Plattsburgh State and joined the accounting uh, department there
0: Uh, what made you switch from from the medical field to business
1: Well, um, as a nursing student, um, it's very difficult, as you know. It's very challenging, and uh, I was spending a lot of time, you know, studying, 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 and um, I would go to the hospital once a week, and during my third semester, for some reason, most of my... Patients um, that I was assigned, you have to get those patients like five o'clock the day before, and you have to do all this analysis. You stay up till two, two thirty in the morning, and you got to be at the hospital for six o'clock. And my patient wouldn't be there. They either would be gone, like testing, they would have been moved, they would have been discharged. Um, and then um, one time there was a um, a little boy that was. Um, abused and he was in a cast like a full body cast and um and his his uh, father actually the uh, abuser. yeah was the abuser and I I just said you know what I can't do this uh, it, it just it just struck me that I wanted to work in pediatrics and and that's what I really wanted to do but I'm like I have to see the good and the bad in that and I'm like you know what maybe I just need to take a step back and um, see if this accounting thing will, will work and if not maybe go back into the medical field Because um, I was going to go to st. Rose for um, physical therapy too um, at that point, but I decided to stick with Plattsburgh State and do the accounting route and well, I got with dr. Gaber and dr. Church and yeah. um, They just steered my path. They are two wonderful people um, at Plattsburgh State and they really just took me under their wing and um really i lost him lost them through the the years
0: well i think the well first off Do- dr gaber i had also and I, did, I was an accounting major but i had him and um two of the most impactful people that i had at plattsburgh state was was dr gaber and then uh dr uh jason lee so i don't know if you know jason but yes. he's been on the podcast yes. and i reconnected with him after like 10 years <laughs> that guy has not changed he's a ball of energy <laughs> and super super good guy and uh
1: i actually he- golfed with him really um the, um, the golf tournament that Nancy Church puts on, okay, um, the yearly golf tournament uh, in Westport. And nice. I actually, I golfed with him. We had a ball. It was a lot of fun. Oh, he's, he's a fun guy and uh,
0: <laughs> really smart. And same thing, like one of his mentors is Dr. Gaber. And then, uh, but yeah, Dr. Gaber's been around forever. And I, yeah. I don't think anybody said a bad word about the guy. He's, he's a <laughs> bright man. But um, so I think what's, the cool thing about hearing that is that you were able to kind of learn early on that you want to be in medical, in the mm-hmm. medical field. I see like like I know like a lot a lot of people are, like for teaching will go and do student teaching their final semester or final year or semester and be like I really don't like kids like I don't want to be in front of people and you know to spend all that time trying to I think that's the thing with uh, most learning it's kind of like immerse yourself as quick as possible and then really know if you want to do it or not because again at 18, 19 years old I'm like what do you want to do with your life you're like uh, I don't know that because I've seen a TV show on there my mom and dad do this and that's I was guilty of that. Like I I don't know anything going on in the world. You're a kid. You learn like school or like math, science, I guess I'll be a teacher or you know, mm-hmm. phys ed teacher and uh but I think that like I went and did my um my internship my last semester and that was like basically when I was decided, like I just don't really want to do this. I got a degree in business and I could probably you know, I could I could have leveraged it, but um that's good that you knew that early on. So then why business? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, again, my counselor s- said accounting, and accounting was in bu- the business world. And um, I worked, uh, my first job was at Bass Shoes okay, uh, in Plattsburgh, and it moved up to Lake Placid because we're talking yeah. way back in 1988, you know, right now. so. <laughs> <It's all> right. <laughs> uh So I just, I took more accounting courses, and I, I really liked them. I liked business. I loved marketing. I remember um, taking marketing with Dr. Church and, um, I just really, really liked it a lot, and when, uh, when I graduated, I did actually, uh, the last semester, I did an internship at Abbott, Friendly, Russell, and Coffee, and now it's, you know, changed hands now, but, so I was an intern, and then they hired me for tax season, and then, um, then they had too many junior accountants, so they, you know, they said, if we had another opening, we definitely would have you, but, um, you know, we'll, uh, We'll ask you back if we can. So I started applying and I ended up, I knew retail because I had worked at Bass for, sh- for so long. Um, so I applied to Carter's Children's Wear and I was okay. the store manager there up in um, Champlain and Miramar. Yeah. The Miramar outlets. Yeah. Um, that was a great place to work.
0: Say, I drove by that about two weeks ago. So it's it like a ghost town. I know. It looks too bad.
1: It is. It's unfortunate. But it gave me some skills and it gave me uh, lessons learned about hiring, firing, um, just everyday management, time management, all kinds of leadership um, abilities that you know involve like your first job that you're in charge of.
0: How old were you at the time? Like early twenties?
1: Yeah, yeah. Because I had um, I'm an October uh, birthday, so okay. I started college at 17. Okay. So graduated 19, and then uh, graduated when I was uh, 21.
0: Okay. Yeah. So um, actually, going back to how many places were in Miramar? I remember it very briefly as a kid. Oh, well, there remember was... Remember there was a Levi's. Yes, there,
1: yeah. uh, Levi's um, uh, was right next to me. There was um, Donna Karen. There was a kitchen collect- collection. Uh, the Van Heusen stores. There was a Sunglass Hut. Um, Danskin. There was Van Heusen. There was an eatery in there.
0: It was it. I almost and again this this was two weeks ago. I almost drove back there just to look at it because I'm like I haven't seen I haven't seen it from you. Obviously, see it from Route 11 or you know mm-hmm. coming up uh, the mm-hmm. highway, but you don't like to actually go drive around. But it's just this massive space that's just just sitting it's just there. Just um, And it's funny when we go down to Florida. There's one in Estero, uh, mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a Miramar, So I think it's mm-hmm. the same family. Yeah,
1: it's Margaret Miller that owns
0: it. Is is she a local person? She's a French uh, Canadian. Okay, so and that one's massive because you go down mm-hmm. there and they probably have hundred stores, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, mm-hmm. But it's like, it's, I, I really wish that we would get another outlet up here, like locally. And I'm surprised we have, has there ever been talk about getting one or ever like actually things put in play that might have fallen through?
1: Well, I know um, back when Miramar did open up in Ross's Point, there was some conversation about taking over where um, next to North Bowl Lanes, mm-hmm. the North Country Shopping Center. Yep. Um, and then they decided to build that up in Ross's Point. That's as much as I know.
0: Okay. Because I, I always think in like either revamping that in Champlain just because it's right across the border, or I always thought it'd be a cool place if you go down where, because um, you're starting to see plastic build out this way, but Tom Miller Road and hooking on the Turnpike, there's a lot of like obviously fields back there. Would be for one of these companies to come in and just put a massive outlet right there. Because again, you would have a lot of people go to it purely because you go down Lake George, it's Canadians, or people from up here that, you know, venture <laughs> down. And then I always find people farther south. Usually we we'll go down like Woodbury. Mm-hmm. Like they, you know, I think if you're anywhere in Albany or South, you probably cut more that, that way. But, um, yeah, so no, that was, uh, bringing it back into, like I said, I don't remember a lot of it. I just kind of remember, you know, as a, very, a young kid driving through there. So, um, well, I, I knew that I didn't want to do retail my whole entire life.
1: So I was there for, um, about a year and a half. Um, during that time, uh, Scott and I were dating and we got married actually in 93, and, um, and I was still, I was looking for my first accounting job that would be somewhere like in a business. So I ended up at the press Republican Okay. and I was in the business office and I was assistant controller. Okay. <laughs> and I did that for five years. Wow. Okay. And then, uh, we had our first daughter, Ashley, and I was working a, lo- a lot of hours
0: like a lot, a lot of this hours. Was, were you doing both jobs or just this no, newspaper? No, no, this is just the newspaper. Is it still in the same place it is now? Mm-hmm. The same, yep. same spot? Yep. Okay.
1: So, um, so I had a decision to make, you know, was I going to be a mother, um, and find another job because this job was very demanding. Um, unfortunately the controller at that time came down with cancer. So I was doing her job functions and the assistant, yeah. um, Controller's job function, so I was working seven days a week, uh, week you know weekends, so your holidays. Cup was overflowing. Yeah. yeah, and you know Scott was like, "You're missing Ashley's first steps. You're missing, yeah. you know." So I went. Mm, I got to make a decision and and figure something out. And what was really kind of ironic is I was at my brother's twins' uh, first communion. No baptism, excuse me, baptism at St. Peter's Church, and after the mass, you know, we met as a family to do pictures. And um, Clara LaRose was there. Clara LaRose was the first manager of the credit union of SUNY Plattsburgh Federal Credit Union. Okay. And um, my, my mom knew I was looking, but I was kind of keeping it hush hush, right? So she tells my my aunt Rose um, that I'm looking. So my aunt Rose um, is actually a relative of Clara LaRose, okay. uh, I think, cousin. You know, kind of distant, but mentioned something that I was looking for an, another position. And I'm, um, you know, I was in management, but you know, really what just wanted to be a mother. So Clara um, called me and had a, um, an opening. She had two openings at the time that she called me. One was for a, um, like a controller, which I was interested in, and then a frontline um, MSR. So, um, so I went for the interview and during the interview, she had said that she hired, um, uh, another manager The a credit union had closed. It was, um, Diamond International Credit Union okay. and their uh, manager came in as the controller and, the, but that there was still an MSR position available if I wanted it. And, uh, we went to Iris's and she said, Jody, you're so overqualified. Why do you want to, you know, and, why do you want to take this step back in your life? You've been, you know, a manager. Why don't you want to keep going? And I was, I was probably 26 at that time, Mm -hmm. 26, 27. And, um, you know, I just kept going home to Scott going, I don't want to be married to the job. I want to be a family. Um, I want to have other children, so I need to make this move. And, uh, so basically I asked Clara, I'm like, do you have health insurance? Um, I need to make my car payment, pay for the babysitter and groceries. And that's all I need. Mm -hmm. So she hired me and, um, I was on the front line for about five years. We had our second child, Mackenzie.
0: And this was at the name of the bank at the time was SUNY credit union.
1: The name of the credit union was SUNY Plattsburgh federal credit union. And where was that located? That was, we were located at, at that point in the basement of Hawkins hall. So, wow, the, okay. Yeah, so the actual um, credit union, it's a very f- kind of fascinating story and I'd, I'd love to tell it. Do well, um,
0: you want to keep doing your story? We'll come back to yeah, that. Yeah, sure. Okay, sure. I don't want to break your, your no, the timeline okay. here.
1: Yep, so uh, so I started uh, working at the credit union and I was on the front line for about five years. By then, um, Clara LaRose had retired and Linda Bourgeois took over um, as manager slash CEO and um, she told me, um, I have a job for you that I'm going to create and um, it's going to be, uh, I'm going to send you to what's called CUNA management school and it's credit union, national administration, um, management school. So it's kind of like getting your bachelor's degree in credit union world. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I had just had uh, our second daughter and she was one. So I was like, can I wait one more year? Can I, I, you know, wait one more year? And, uh, she said, yeah, you can wait one more year. So, um, so I went to the school, and um, my second year. In, you fit, well, obviously,
0: physically went to the school, right? Yes, no yes, yeah. yeah.
1: So the school actually is held at um, the University of Wisconsin. So go Madison, Badgers! Yeah, Madison, yeah. <laughs> yeah, great town. Um, you go for two weeks in July. You do a um, the program is a two week program. You're in classes all day, and then you fundraise for scholarships at nighttime. So um, you have different activities. You um, go up and down State
0: Street.
1: Yes. Yes. I've been to Madison once. It's yeah, a cool place. It is a cool place. Met a lot of really nice people. They're all from other credit unions around the country. Uh, we started with 91 uh, students. We ended up graduating with 64 students because wow. um, people end up, um, unfortunately, either losing their job or switching out of a credit union or, you know, just Could things happen hate. in yeah, their life, yeah. right? Yep. So, uh, so I... Um, I came back and I, I, you have a project you have to do. So the first year's project is doing the history of your credit union. So that was very fascinating. So I was, um, dropping the girls off at religion and then going over and, um, going to the credit union and going through the archives and seeing the first like deposit tickets and all that stuff was really (laughs) cool. Really cool. And then, um, then your second year, you, um, are doing a five year plan of what your credit union is going to be doing in the next five, five years.
0: So when, when you're taking this, are you in Madison the whole time or is it just two weeks in Madison?
1: It's two weeks for three years. So you go every wow. July for three years. Oh Okay. So Sorry. It's, yep. So it's a, it's a true commitment to yeah. the employee and the employer because it's a lot of money, Yeah. you know, and you have to, um, be selective of who you you send there, and you, they have to wanna you know be there. But you learn so much. You learn so much about the credit union and your specific credit union when you do the projects. Now the projects get graded by a professor, and you have to. It's out of thirty, and they they grade you you know just about on it, on everything and anything. Um, so you have two projects that you have to pass in order to go to your second year, and then to your third year.
0: And were you by, by yourself? Scott got to the girls go? No,
1: not yet. You're by yourself Okay. because you're in class all day and then you're fundraising at nighttime. So you're on the go. So you have no time to miss home.
0: Well, a lot of times too, when it's just full immersion, you just like, you don't think anything else but that. So it's mm-hmm. like, you just kind of ingrain stuff quickly. And mm-hmm. you know, there's obviously power when you're with other like-minded individuals. Cause you just pick up on different tendencies or tactics or like, Hey, this is better. Like I always find... Talking to people in my industry and then to people outside my industry and because draw, drawing parallels, like mm-hmm. I learned so much just by brainstorming with people because I'm like, okay, that makes sense. I'm mm-hmm. not doing that or mm-hmm. this is my two thoughts. Like, uh, take that one, by, but yeah, go that way. So, um, all right. So the credit um, and, and again, this is still Plattsburgh, yeah, SUNY Plattsburgh credit. Union. Yep. Okay. Yep.
1: So, um, so in 2006, I graduated from CUNY Management School. And Linda made me director of marketing. That was the position that she um, created for me.
0: So this was a three-year process to get that position. Wow. Yeah.
1: She actually gave me that permission, though uh, permission that that position. Excuse me. On year two. Okay. So and my my very first um, project was to rename the credit union. Really. So no pressure, right?
0: Wait. So, okay, so mm-hmm. keep going. I don't mm-hmm. want. Yep. I don't want to get ahead of this.
1: Yep. So, the reason why we wanted to rebrand ourselves is that in um, in two thousand six, we were starting to figure out the being in the basement of Hawkins Hall. We weren't growing mm-hmm. as a credit union, and we needed to do something. We needed to build a building out in the community, not too far away mm-hmm. from Plattsburgh State. And we always have kept our presence on on. Um, on the campus we still have a, a campus branch at the inside the college angel center today oh yeah so, yep. yeah yep. we have a atm in there too and and um we do a lot of stuff uh for plattsburgh state which is awesome
0: okay so wow so okay so first off the basement of hawkins where was this in the basement was it where the literacy center is now?
1: No, on the opposite side. Okay. We were the side facing the fountains. So we could only see feet and we could only see the wetness of the fountains.
0: (laughs) So I I remember one of my first classes. Um, I don't know if it was my first part of me thinks it was my first class. I remember going and going downstairs. I had a couple classes in the basement of Hawkins and it's not the most like it's underground. So it's like this, Mm -hmm. it's uh, there's like you said, there's not a lot of view down there. And, uh, yeah, I remember just like that. Yes, I, I would say from a business standpoint, it's very tough to say I'm on campus in this building, go down the basement, go around. We're way over in the back corner where it's like pitch black. Yeah. Like, yep. So, okay. And
1: parking was an issue. Uh, we actually had five yeah. designated spots. Um, we had uh, Linda and uh, Colleen West would go out to the parking spots and give out tickets if it wasn't somebody coming to the credit union, which I'm
0: sure was a regular thing. <laughs> oh yeah. Every yeah. day. Yeah. Every day. I got day. a couple of those, probably yeah. not in those spots, but they had a couple of those. <laughs> um, so, okay. So you first credit union is from your, that's from your brain there.
1: Yes. I, I wow. I, I, did, I did not know that. I have a little story about that too, which, um, I'd be happy to share. I would love
0: to, hear, cause I'm actually, fa- mm-hmm. I did not know you mm-hmm. came up with the name.
1: So, um, so I, I decided to um, work with the Small Business Development Center on campus, and we were working with Media Central with uh, Rick Dodge and Bruce Carlin at yep. the time, yep. and I had our board of directors, our supervisory committee uh, management, and we um, had a meeting in the conference room in Red K. Yep. So um, we had to f- come up with a name, you know, and I I needed help, right? So, I mean, I was going through the dictionary. I was going through just what's about... A synonym or yes, what's, yeah. yeah, like what... But I wanted a meaning, and the name had to have meaning. It had to have our history, which a credit union has to start with a sponsor. SUNY Plattsburgh was our sponsor, and that means that they gave us a space to be able to um, operate the credit union. So the credit union actually started in a briefcase um, in the personnel office. And Claire LaRose was the first manager. She was conducting business of the credit union out of a suitcase during lunch hour.
0: What year was this?
1: Nineteen seventy-one.
0: And when you say credit union needs a sponsor, is this true for every credit union? Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is like a national. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and just for people that don't know, I kind of know, but I'm not a hundred percent certain. What makes a credit union a credit union? Okay, well, by definition. All right, do that, and then we'll go back into your story. Sure.
1: So- so a credit union has a, um, a different philosophy than a bank does. The way I can explain it is the way they are the same and the way they are different. The way that they are the same is they have the same products and services. We have you know checking accounts, savings accounts, loans, mortgages, online banking, bill pay, all the services, products and services that any other financial institution would have. The philosophy is what is different about a credit union. We're all about people helping people. And we have um, every person that comes into the credit union, they become a member of the credit union. So you're not a customer, you're a member. That means you're part owner.
0: Like a shareholder? Yes. Mm
1: -hmm. And that gives you a voting right for our board of directors. Our board of of directors are volunteers. They're not paid positions. And it's usually... um, the the majority of the the people that come make up our membership so they um know about credit unions they're educated about credit unions um, and they help us operate and set our goals um in order to survive right
0: yeah. and was that all always from so since 1971 was that i mean if, if Claire, you said it was the first person, clara clara mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. did clara have a board of directors back then or was mm-hmm. So, the, so when this started, it was one employee in board of directors? Yeah,
1: she actually was a volunteer. She wasn't an employee oh, um, okay. wow. of the credit union because they had to start off. So in order to become a, cre- the, a credit union member, you have to um, have $5 deposited in your share account okay. or your savings account. Yep. Uh, and that, that starts off the credit union. So in order to start a credit union, you have to have 10 members. Okay. And they each do $5. So then as... You know, you can, do, you can do three things with money, right? You can um, save it, you can spend it, and then you can invest it or share it, right? So all day the credit union buys money, sells money. So as another person comes in and makes a deposit, becomes a member, another member can have their auto loan, can have their, um, their boat, their dream, their home, whatever they are looking for. So it's buying and selling
0: money every day. So when, when you're starting out as a bank, Credit union. Or credit union, sorry. Credit <laughs> union. Yeah. No, that's good. Good catch. When you start off as a, as a credit union, what, how do you, so I, again, I'm going to go with you have 10 people that all put $5 mm-hmm. in. So let's say they put mm-hmm. a minimum of 50 bucks mm-hmm. in. Do you only have $50 to loan at that point?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it really just is whatever the pool is.
1: Right. That's how it, it really started. And um, from from what I gather in the history and in, in talking to, you know, Clara and, and Linda is that, um, as more and more people, like if somebody was coming in for a loan, they they would have to make a decision. Okay, well, we can give out this much money you know, today and then this much money tomorrow. And then it just grows because as more people join the credit union, the more money gets deposited, the more, more lending can take place.
0: Wow. So when this is starting out, I mean, this is like you're nickel and diming and making decisions as to... Mm-hmm. So, I'm guessing it wasn't as easy to get a a bank loan back then because sometimes they even have the funds to loan to you. Well, I think it was,
1: um, I don't think it was denied. I think it was, okay, well, we just need to wait a couple days and then you can get your money, you know, because more deposits will come in.
0: So, when you're starting out, I'm I'm assuming the first. I mean, there's got to be a massive uh, uh, focus on fundraising. I say fundraising, but like bringing members in. Yeah, bringing members so in. Like, yeah. We need some, we need yeah. some capital yeah. here to yeah. do some stuff.
1: Yeah, exactly. You always want new members coming in because you want them to experience the credit union uh, philosophy of people helping people. And uh, we're not for profit. We're not non-profit. We're not for profit, meaning that we still pay payroll taxes. We still pay... Uh, land tax we pay you know all those other taxes we just don't pay federal tax but in turn what we can do is at the end of the year when we have a positive um, balance we can give back to our membership mm-hmm. so um like we brought in um zell i don't know if you've you've heard of yep. uh, Zelle. it's kind of like a venmo so, so yeah. you're, talking, you're talking like dividend yeah. payments and stuff yeah. um where you can um transfer money from one person to another um you know for free yeah um so things like that we try to to um make sure that we're relevant in the industry and bring on new products and services that members need
0: so how I'm still fascinated by the the, uh, <laughs> the, the startup costs of this or the startup so when when you started out in nineteen seventy one right just getting all my dates here so nineteen seventy one like when was the first time they could loan somebody money, or do you know how much they started with at the start?
1: Well, I can tell you that the first year books um, there was $931 on the books.
0: That's I'm assuming it's profit at the end of the year or no?
1: Uh, that was our like asset size. (laughs) Really? Wow. (laughs) So right now, currently we are, um, $111 million in assets and we serve about 9,100 members.
0: And this is how far reaching is you first? well we have branch wise um, or we have yeah we
1: have four offices we have our plattsburgh main branch which is on ruger street Mm -hmm. we have our satellite office on campus which is in the college angel center Mm -hmm. we have another um, plattsburgh office off of weed street Mm -hmm. when we merged with um, georgia pacific community federal credit union they have an an office um, so we we have that we took over that office and kept uh, all the employees there, and then we merged with Northern Corridor um, as well. Where's that one? That one is up in the Cornerstone Pharmacy, up oh, in Russes yes. Point. Yep. yep, yep. It used to be the old Wyeth Credit Union, then renamed yeah. themselves yeah. and uh, dance place up there. Yes, Dan uh, Bosley. Yep. So
0: is it? So it's just the four. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's insane. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so, um, so it's local. Yeah, local, local. Well, when you when you take um. I, I just, I, I guess from starting to where you are, well actually, we'll get into that. I just want to keep, so, so go back. So <laughs> let's go back to the, the naming thing because that's okay. where we left off.
1: All right. So, um, so we ended up coming up with um, over a hundred different names. We had, you know, Mountain This, Valley, Apple, um, you know, a- everything to do with the North Country, right? We even had like North Country. Michigan Bank. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Michigan's Bank. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think of that one. French fry. I don't know. Um, So and I I still wasn't like we grouped them together and we had to make sure that another credit union wasn't named that name. So I had um, NCUA up on our laptop and every time that we would come up with a name, I'd enter it and be like, no, that's not taken. So we can add that to the list. And, you know, I, I was, you know, eating or not eating, not sleeping, not, you know, just Couple kids, trying yeah. to, yeah, trying to figure, figure this out and, you know, no pressure that this is my first assignment and I got to do it right. Right. So, so this is the funny story. So my girls both played soccer and they played at the crate center indoor soccer. And we were, we were just leaving there and Sometimes I talk to myself when I'm thinking, or I, or my, as my husband says, you I mean think out loud. I think out loud. Okay. <laughs> so I'm I'm in the car and I'm in the front seat and the girls are in the back seat and <laughs> the, the three of them are chit chatting. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I gotta think of this name because like I just remember answering the phone as Suny Plattsburgh Federal Credit Union. How can I help you? And I'm like. That's so long. We need like a short, nice name that means something. And the true thing is that it had to mean something. Mm -hmm. It had to, you know, look at our history and we never forget our history. It had to be where we are today and where we can be in the future. And it had to be one name that meant something for every one of those. And that's what um, I kept thinking about. And in in my research, um, the word first was in a name like a lot. So I was like, you know, maybe that you know, something first. I don't know. Uh, we'll, but we'll we'll figure it out. So as I'm talking out loud to myself, my husband is going, Jody, you're talking about history. You're talking about Plattsburgh State, the university. Use the you <gasps> light bulb. Yeah. Cause then I put you, you first, <gasps> you first federal credit. I still get chills every yeah. time I tell you're that story. So, yeah. And I I was just like, that's the name. That's the name. So I immediately called Linda and I go, I got another name because we had three that we were going to bring in front of the board. for. Oh, so you had narrowed it down that much already. Yeah, to three. Yep. I still wasn't like.
0: Yeah. Not in love with it. No.
1: And I said, this has meaning. You know, the UN University means our history. You, the member. We want to put you for And you first. We're we're putting everybody first um, in their financials, you Mm know. In their finances, So I was like, that's it. So she was just like, well, Jody, you got to sell it to the board. So get ready. We're going to have a meeting next week. And so I, I, you know, prepared myself like any other meeting and I was really nervous. Yeah. But, um, but once I told the story and once the meaning was out there, they were all for it. Yeah. And I was very thankful that they were because we had to change our logo. We had to change everything. And, um, to this day, though Scott still says that he wants a little credit, wants a little plaque, like in the, the lobby area that that he got the U. And I went, like, give your wife the credit, please. You know, I'm director of marketing. This is my first first job, you know, first first little project or big project. I sh- yeah, should say a major project. Yeah. You know, and um and I was just I'm to this day I'm still proud of it.
0: That's I I, yeah I did not know that. And like I said, I mean obviously you you can like look up the year and everything else, but it's always like the. I'm fascinated by stories of, like, of the like the come up of everything. Like when you're starting out, like where mm-hmm. to go, how to get mm-hmm. to the here. So now, like, obviously, your your you know credit unions are a very prominent you know player in the in the northern area. And but then you got to sit there and strip it all the way back. So then it's like because everything starts with like really humble beginnings. So you, go, you have a briefcase on mm-hmm. lunch, and then you know how much it's grown over the years. But I think like you said, even just naming it you know, I spent a lot of time the last few years regarding like, um, you know, branding and image and trying to really understand like the marketing concept behind it. And there's a lot to to the decisions and to designs. And sometimes you overthink it sometimes, but I will say like when you heard you first, it was like a light bulb moment. It's almost you work towards that moment where it just basically hits you, like slaps you in the face and like, yeah, duh. Like that's it. And then you're like. And then really, as soon again, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I think as soon as that happened, everything else, like all the other ideas just completely fell off, like fell out of like the bottom just came out. And all of a sudden, this is it.
1: Yeah, nothing like meant as much as that did. Yeah. You know, so it, it just, I'm like, this is it. This is it. This is what we have to use. And we were in the process of building the building on Ruger Street and we knew that we couldn't put Suny Plattsburgh Federal Credit Union yep. on the outside sign because who would come, right? The community wouldn't come. They'd be oh, that's just for Suny. It's yep. another Suny building. It's right down the road from Suny. So, yep. so we knew we had to rename.
0: I, that's that's really cool. I didn't know. This. So, so the name itself has been only around since what, 2005 two thousand five, two thousand six. Okay, yeah. so seventeen years, sixteen yep. years. Yep.
1: But but we're still we're, we are we. You know started as suny plattsburgh federal credit yeah. union so we've been around since
0: 1971 now I, I was gonna say from a from an age thing i've just you first has been around for as long as i've known so like that's <laughs> but again i'm like you said <laughs> from that time i was it actually seems longer than what i would have thought because i didn't know anything about suny before i always knew mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. first so mm-hmm. um no that's so that's awesome but, but now taking and I didn't realize you had worked with Linda that long too. Yeah, so, uh, I've been
1: there 24 years, starting yeah. January. And what?
0: How long has Linda been there?
1: Uh, 34 years. Okay. So,
0: and Linda's great too. So she, yeah. But um, and Linda is what's her role right now?
1: She's president slash CEO. Okay.
0: So, um, so obviously, you, and is there anybody else that's been around that long that you know of at the branch? Or are you the two longest standing?
1: Yeah, we're the we're the. Too long a standing. Um, but there are some that are um, 20 years, like Eric McDowell, um, Shelby Suscavitch. Eric's been around that long there? Uh, 15, excuse me. 15. He's been 15 wow. years. Um, Shelby just celebrated 20 years, and she's our branch manager at the Pletsburg. um We call it Plattsburgh North. It's the, the one on Reed Street. Um, she's been a branch manager for a, a long time now.
0: Uh, so how your perspective and again i'm I'm sure linda probably feels the same but seeing it from you know 25 years or 24 years ago to rebranding the name to being in this beautiful new space because i mean again watching it being built was cool but obviously and i went to one of your i say one of your grand openings i went to something but Mm -hmm. it was got the tour around but it's a beautiful facility and how is that factored into when you started was that Something you guys had worked towards, vision-wise, was that something that was on your radar? Was that something that took you by surprise? Of like, wow, we, I can't believe we've gotten this big, or was that always the you know the goal?
1: Well, um, in, in credit union or in the financial world, um, bigger doesn't always mean better. And one of the things that Linda has always instilled in all of us is that we don't have to be the largest credit union in the area. We just want to be the best credit union for our membership, and that's what we live by uh we are our own we're you first and we do things differently uh we do a lot of um things for the community we uh we just finished um acts of kindness where each employee um
0: uh, oh yes i saw that no, yeah. explain it yeah, yeah i saw that yeah
1: so acts acts of kindness um each employee um picks anything um anything they want to um help out the community um my personal experience was with, um, Elmore SPCA. Mm-hmm. I wanted to donate, um, some leashes and dog food and stuff like that. Um, cause we have a rescue dog from there. And, um, as uh, our family, we donate money every year to, to Elmore, um, as a thank you for giving us our dog. And, uh, we've had her now three years, uh, just a good experience. So, yeah. um, our marketing department gave us a thousand dollars for a donation for Elmore that day. And actually it was myself, uh, Linda and Eric that, um, we just happened to have the same one. So we went as a group and it was not a really nice experience.
0: I was going to say getting out and about sometimes with some members yeah. that doesn't always get to happen. So it's yeah. kind of a little field trip. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, now I guess, again, you first, um, but like the idea of giving back, was that something you guys were very, you know, big on with the – because obviously SUNY Plastro mm-hmm. at the start, I'm sure you are involved back then and mm-hmm. still are involved now. But mm-hmm. it's – where did that stem from or is that just, a, a, you know, an extension of the idea of a credit union or kind of like a mission or, or well, core value of a credit union?
1: It is um, – all credit unions would give back to their community. Uh, but it is especially uh, important to us at You First because it's part of our culture. Uh, We want to help people. Um, We want to help people daily. We want to help our community. We want to be in the community. Uh, We donate a lot of money to for being sponsors of things. Uh, We donate our time. A lot of us are in service organizations. Um, Like I'm uh, in Plattsburgh Rotary. Mm -hmm. Um, Eric is in the Morning Rotary. Our creator of opportunities, Andy Foster, is in the Lions Club. Uh, so we were actively involved on boards. Um, we have a lot of boards that we are part of or just, um, different committees. Like I sit on the United way campaign. Mm -hmm. Um, I sit on the stepping out for your heart. Um, Linda Casey and I, uh, sit on that board or that committee, I should say to raise money for awareness for, um, heart issues. And
0: is that the, is that the big one they do at, um, which one is that? For the, a, the Stepping
1: which, Out for Your Heart. Well, what happened was.
0: Is that the one they host at Westside or no? Oh, yeah. It mm-hmm. is the one. Okay,
1: I'm thinking yep. the right one. Okay. Yep. yep. And uh, we've been doing it for a couple of years now. It's a very
0: well attended event. Yes,
1: it is. Yeah. It is. Um, the community is really welcoming of it and raises a lot of money. And there's a lot of wonderful um, people that are a part of our committee and that really care deeply about about the committee and about heart disease. So it's our way of giving, giving back, uh, which is something nice. And, um, like I said, the United way is a, a very wonderful, um, organization that I donate my time to. And
0: have you kissed the cow yet?
1: I haven't kissed the cow, but, um, unfortunately I had a conflict and I wanted to go up to <laughs> Miner's Institute. Oh, I was up there this year. I know. Oh, I saw the video and I, it was hilarious. <laughs> and, um, it was great, I, and I thought that was awesome <laughs> that you participated in that. And uh, it, it's funny because John Bernardi is always going. I don't kiss on the side; I kiss them right on the lips. I was gonna say. <laughs> I think
0: between him and uh, Dina, and they, they they were pretty good. I I, uh, I forgot who went first, and some I don't, someone went first, and then he went and, like kissed the side of the nose. I was like, oh. This is nothing because <laughs> cow's got slobber right, over right. I'll just kiss on the side like a kissing like a dog or someone <laughs> right. like a kid on the head or something. So it wasn't that bad. But yeah, so some, some of them went really. But John, John, John loves that cow. So John, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, John went for the full thing.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know if you know, but like uh, the backside of our U First uh, Plattsburgh Ruger Street branch is the Flanagan Farm. And there's cows in there. Oh yeah, the actual farm. So, yeah. so we're always looking at cows. So it's not, you know, I guess growing up in the north country, you're you're always looking at cows everywhere. It's not a big deal.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say it's a. Uh, it was like when you see kids from like the city, like don't can't identify a cow <laughs> yeah. or something, and I'm like, what? what? Just, I don't know. It's one right there. Like just, different colors too. They're great. Yeah. Uh, so um so well back to the uh, I guess the, the the visioning part. So when you and um, Linda and obviously others, you know. You know 20 plus years ago got together and we're working on it. Is this something that you saw happening? Like the expansion of where it's at now or, um, kind of like having a, I would say a fairly, you know, that's a state of an art building it was just built a couple of years ago. And there's a lot of, mm-hmm. it seems like bells and whistles in there. And it's, you know, obviously uh, yeah, well, a more you. modern looking building and it's a pretty prominent location, um, mm-hmm. on Ruger street. Mm-hmm. So, um, was that part of, again, was that part of it? Or do you think that, you know, the success of the bank took off, what credit you're, union, credit unions. I know you're going to keep <laughs> saying it. Um, did it take off more than you like expected, or is it kind of like this actually worked out right along the timeline? Or
1: well, I think um, every credit union or wants to you want to grow slowly because you don't want too much deposits or too many loans because you want your balance sheet to to reflect that you're a healthy organization. So, I think just over the years we slowly grew. Now we did have. Um, We did the name change in 2006. We uh, moved into the new building on Ruger Street in 2007. In 2009, we merged um, with Northern Corridor uh, Community Federal Credit Union. That was the north one. That was the yeah, was the north one. Now their asset size and our asset size were about the same, and they merged into us. So we doubled in asset size, employee size overnight. So we had some growing pains. Um, during and those, who was those managing years. all
0: that kind of a mixture of people.
1: Yeah, well, it was, uh, well, Linda, of course. Um, and I was, um, I was VP of, uh, marketing at that time. And, um, and then we had a branch managers, you know, that would, would oversee the branches and stuff, but really our board of directors, um, our supervisory committee and our management team, we really just, um, pulled together and, um, and made it work.
0: So um how is that when you acquire basically doubling in size? Like what was again, I'm assuming everything like the credit union just blew up in basically a day, right? It's not like people come yeah. on slowly and all of a sudden it's <laughs> like, okay, you're now part of the credit union, let's let's go.
1: Yeah. Um, it's a it's a lot when you're dealing with um, people's financials. Um, you know, there's a, a built in of trust mm-hmm. that you have to have and Uh, we tried to be transparent. We tried to, um, communicate as much as we could. Um, everybody that was transitioning over to, um, to our database, uh, we had to make sure that like everybody had new debit cards, new checks. So we had to, you know, order, order that ahead of time. Um, so it's just communication, um, but of course, there's always some you know growing pains with that, but but we work through them, you know, one one member at a time, and um, I think we we're a stronger credit union, you know, f- for for doing that merger, and then back in 2017 we merged with um, GP Community Federal Credit Union, mm-hmm. um, and then we have that branch um, that's uh, right behind GP. It's like a white building. Yeah, uh, the extension of, of Weed Street. Of Weed Street. Yep.
0: Um, so well, when when you so the the north the northern was it a the credit union up out there, the northern one up in uh- yeah
1: there actually um there was uh, one inside the plant one at Cornerstone there was one in Moores and then there was one at Minor Institute so they had uh-huh. they had four like little branches so when when Minor Institute um closed we closed that branch um, we did rent um, a building in Moores. Um, and just business wise, we needed to um, uh, not continue um, that that satellite, but but people transitioned, um, you know, over to Ross's Point, and um, and they know they know us from there. So our our second encounter was when I was uh, VP of Marketing and Business oh Development, my God, yeah. and um, the meet and greets that we we would have up in Ross's Point. That's
0: right. When was
1: that? That was that's been a few years back. Um, I know I've been.
0: I want to say it was eight, 18. Probably that, right? that, okay. that seems right. Cause I have a picture of it with my oldest son who was a little <laughs> kid at the time and he, he went to it and, uh, that was. Yeah. Cause you have crew Oakland and Penn and Penn, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. they're, I mean, crew had just turned four a few months ago mm-hmm. and Oakland's almost three and my youngest just turned one a couple months ago. So, um, so it's, it's, it's busy, but back then I was a, only had one kid so his was was <laughs> good it seemed busy at the time which now I look at like that sounded like a vacation now but um but yeah I mean I yes I remember that too it just it seems like when you start thinking about it, like that doesn't seem that long like it isn't that long ago and then you start mm-hmm. putting back in time like oh my god that was four years ago now which mm-hmm. doesn't it seems like a and then again I know everybody says this but like as and I don't know the I don't know the science behind this, or if it's just if there's actually science. But like as you get older, obviously things seem like they go faster. And I know everybody's told me that. Like now, I'm still I, I realize like I'm I'm still young, and I still know like there's a lot to grow. But just seeing the last like ten years, or five years, or three years, how fast things have gone, mm-hmm. and I'm like, like even this winter, I, we're, we're in the spring now. It's like this now. People will probably argue with me, but I'm like this winter seemed like it flew by. I know, and which know. is fine because I. am I didn't get to ski a lot this winter and that's mm-hmm. really the only thing that like I, Christmas and skiing. And then other than that, I'm like, just give me like golf season. Like I just want to <laughs> yeah. be on the sun. And- I know
1: I, I'm right along with you. Well, every year we usually take a family um, trip up to Mount Tremblant skiing yeah. Yep. and I don't, there's all, I mean, all the carpenters go. So it's, it's a big family. Um, all the kids know how to ski. Um, my youngest daughter, Mackenzie learned how to ski up in Mount Tremblant. We got our lessons there and, um, both of them were on the Beartown ski team here, you know, in the North Country
0: and Do you guys ski too? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That's cool.
1: uh, yep. I started when I was in high school, um, at Beatman Town on Saturdays. The bus would go up to Whiteface every weekend. So I would yes. I would do that. And um, the Carpenters though, as a family, they had been going up to um, Mount Gabriel uh, before Mount Tremblant was really uh, developed. And they would go, they would be like in a A-frame, A frame A frame house. Yeah. Uh, and they rent the house, a little chalet kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, and they would go with all their family and, um, and Scott, my husband, started skiing like when he was three. So he always wanted. Since I skied, we we both skied, yep. and then when we had kids, we're like, we got to get them on skis early, and uh, we we just have a, a a really good time up there. And it was a a place to disconnect. And to not have our cell phones connected to us. And when you're on a chairlift, there's nothing like that peace of quiet. Yeah. And especially like if it's snowing and it's just a crisp air. It's just really nice refreshing. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I've never been to Tremblant, and I've always wanted to. My wife's gone a couple times up there and uh, one was her bachelorette party. That's where she had it. And uh, so I wasn't invited that weekend, but um <laughs> But yeah, I want to go up and, and just go skiing, but there's, I know there's a ton of stuff to do up there. And it's mm-hmm. like this, how far is it? About two, three hours?
1: It's, um, from Plattsburgh to there, it's probably about three and a half hours.
0: Okay. Um, it, it just, it looks, it looks like fun, but like I said, I think skiing for me is one of those where you, it's hard to check your phone because I don't, I only check it When i'm in the gondola or Mm -hmm. when i'm like stationary typically Mm -hmm. like down probably by the lodge Mm -hmm. um so just like you said riding up on a ski lift especially if you're going with friends we we actually went last saint patrick's day we (laughs) went up with uh ryan lee and um adam crosley and ryan's wife lauren for Mm -hmm. his birthday and just like sitting on the chair I and mean, we could all fit on most of the quads mm-hmm, so you right. just got to walk go up you just kind of chit-chatted you mm-hmm. got up and skied you had a couple of drinks and it was just like a nice relaxation it was, a, it was like that 60 degree day mm-hmm. and um just something about being outside with that fresh air like mountain air just like mm-hmm. rejuvenates you and then like we, we've tried um, we tried to go skiing this year was terrible we did not do really well at this but um in past years, we've gone up early in the morning and like a weekday morning, and mm-hmm. we're back in the office before noon. But when you come back in, it's like you're on walking the you're like walking on clouds. <laughs> like I feel so great yeah. today, and like because yeah. it's just it's it's always trippy to think like, well, today this morning I was up at the summit of Whiteface skiing, and then now like <laughs> at noon I'm like answering calls and talking to people, and mm-hmm. it's uh mm-hmm. it's just funny how much you can actually pack in a day when you really mm-hmm. get up early and jam it in. But mm-hmm. um no, that's cool. So um now for so you first going forward, like what's the vision that you guys have now going forward? Is it more of just becoming more efficient and better at what you have? Is it, you know, talking about expansion? Is there any new uh, services or products or anything Mm -hmm. you guys are trying to maybe introduce?
1: we, uh, we increased our charter. So we were just in Clinton County, but now if you live, work, worship, or attend school in Clinton County, Essex County, Franklin County, New York, and then Franklin County and Grand Isle County in Vermont, you're allowed to join our credit union. Okay. Or if you have a relative that's already in the credit union, um, that you can join through that as well.
0: And when you start to open up like the charter, is that just purely, you know, uh, what you can handle? Like, because you're yeah, bringing well, on more people. It's,
1: it's more opportunity and it's, it's more reflective of, um, say like our indirect lending. So with car dealerships or, um, RV stores, campers, um, we have a lot of people that, Go over to Vermont and buy a vehicle. So we mm-hmm. want to make sure that we're relevant and we can help our members do that. So, in order for us to continue to and to grow and to be relevant in the future, we need to move with the times as well.
0: Um, so, for a credit union, if you go outside of New York State, is that that's no problem?
1: You have to be
0: approved. Um, okay, so, so there have, is some licensing. Yeah, it's in
1: the charter. Yeah, it's in your charter that you where you can operate.
0: So that's new then the Vermont. Mm-hmm. So that was um, so, and when you say like moving in with the times, so two things I want to ask you because I love marketing too. So mm-hmm. the how is marketing and accounting? I think accounting is probably <laughs> a little more stationary than, than uh, marketing, but how has that changed since you first got in? And um, how is how is the credit union itself changed over the last you know let's call it three decades of mm-hmm. um, from when you started till now?
1: There has been so much change um, that has happened uh, over the years that I'm very proud that I've been a part of. Um, Now we have a a marketing department, and uh, Megan McGee-Pelkey is our um, marketing manager, and then there's a creator of opportunities and a marketing associate, um, Andy Foster, and um, Neil Batinelli is with us. Um, So they they make up the marketing team uh, currently, as I have switched over two years ago to human resources, but, um, Meg and I worked together for many years and involving marketing and again, just trying to be relevant. And we really wanted to build a culture. We wanted to take care of our membership financially, um, make them feel welcome when they walk in, make them feel that they're part of something as a member. And, um, Really meet their needs where they are, and at every different stage of what they're going through. So, we really want to market towards uh, those people that need the loans. You know, the 21 to 44. Uh, we want to make sure that somebody that uh, a child wants to open an account. We want to make sure that you know we we have a little um, program to help them um, to learn how to save because so many people don't talk about money and families don't talk about money. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my things that I do a lot of is financial literacy in the local community.
0: What's what school did you do the event at? I'm sorry. I'm, what what you did? There was a school event that you did.
1: Oh, recently.
0: Last last three four years, like I said, everything's oh, blurred yeah. together okay. now. But you well, did we, have one of the gymnasiums. Yeah,
1: we yeah we we've, we've done a lot of different uh, things over think, the years. I'm trying to think because I was there we, for one of them and I we forgot. do um we do a program called Mad City Money.
0: Was it at Saranac?
1: Um, We've done one at Saranac, we've been at CV Tech, we've been at Upward Bound, we've been at Plattsburgh State, we've been at NAC, we've been at Peru, we've been kind of all over. It must have been
0: the Saranac one. I just I remember, Uh yes, so, Uh no, yeah, Keep Uh kind of talk about that too after, but.
1: Oh, I'd love to. Um, One of the things in marketing, uh, we have what's called uh, New York Credit Union Association down in Albany and they had a program that we could um, purchase and it's called the Mad City Money Program. And what that is all about is it teaches um, basically anybody in like middle school to high school, even college, um, it teaches them how to deal with their money and to budget. So budget is very, very important. And what this program does is it gives you um, an occupation, and it gives you your salary. It gives you if you're married or not. It gives you if you have children, if you have credit card debt, if you have student loan debt. And then what you do is you have 10 different, um, the way we set it up is in uh, tables. Mm-hmm. So you have a table for, there's a realtor table. Mm-hmm. So there's, um, they have to decide whether they're gonna rent or own. Then they have food they have to purchase. Then they have to have daycare if they have kids. Mm-hmm. Then they have vacations. And then they have um, buying a vehicle if you're gonna you know, have two cars because you have you know, a husband and wife and um and they it's a simulation and they have a budget sheet that they have to fill out and they have to come in within a hundred dollars of their budget and some of the kids it really opens their eyes and they're like can i bring back this kid i don't want this kid why do i have to have a kid you know i don't want to pay for babysitting well that's called life right um and then we have this um, wheel it's called the fickle finger of fate and it can be either something positive or something negative. So it could be that, oh, you got a flat tire, so that's $75. Or it could be that... Um, your you, furnace broke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or it could be that you won uh, $100 for a raffle that you participated in. So it's a, either a plus or a minus, right, in your budget sheet. But it, it really hones in that as a young adult, you still need a budget, Mm -hmm. you know? You still need to know where your money is going because so many people don't know where their money is going and they get paid and then by the next couple of days, they're out of money already. And the one thing that, if I can share with everybody, is it doesn't matter how much you make in a week, in a month, in a year, you still need to do a budget Mm -hmm. because you, you always need to know where your money's going and to make categories, and I, I can't tell you how many uh, high school students I've, I've talked this over. And I was just at Plattsburgh State. I'll give a shout out to Colleen Lemza's class. It's a freshman class. And, you know, we're talking about DoorDash. Mm-hmm. I mean, these kids, they have meal plans. spending money on DoorDash, yes. yes. Yep. So as a freshman, you have to come in and you're paying, you know, um, your bill for food. And you have to have a food plan. As a freshman, so they might not want to walk over to the dining hall. So they're calling DoorDash. Well, if you go to McDonald's, you know, a regular it's like an eighteen dollar order. Is yes. It? Yeah. Yep. Yes, and for some kids, they have to take student loans out for extras. Oh. So, you know, it's like they're they're using this money on DoorDash. It's like no. Yeah. You know. It's, now it's it's okay to treat yourself every once in a while because the the story that i always bring up is i really like dunkin donuts coffee and i did um a budget with a group of upper bound kids and i gave them the assignment okay so here's a scrap sheet of paper it has your income sunday through monday and your expenses sunday through monday so you have to write down everything that's over a dollar so i did it too well i was going to dunkin donuts getting my my medium-sized coffee Mm -hmm. you know and i was say okay for easy math say the cup of medium coffee is $2. I know it's more, but just say it's $2. So I was going to work five days a week. So two times five is, and they say 10. And I'm like, okay, there's four weeks in a month. So four times 10 is 40. And I so said, I was spending $40 on coffee. Ooh, and I teach financial literacy. Yeah, I went, hmm. So that like really kind of stuck out with me. And it's a real story. Um, and I'm like, I can do a lot with that $40. Because this is when Scott and I, you know, we weren't making, you know, a lot of yeah. money, and we had two kids, so we had a lot of, you know, bills to pay, and we were um, building a house, and you know, you know all those expenses yeah. that people have. Um, so we really needed to figure out where our money was. So I ended up putting that forty dollars in. I split it in half, and I put, I put, I put twenty bucks in each of my girls' accounts um, over years. So every time I got paid, I, I would give them 20 bucks so that helped pay for a lot of different things throughout the years
0: well i, I think <laughs> so the mad city money when i remember uh-huh. remember doing that and a couple things were it's it's for so again for people if you ever played the board game life it's basically like instead of playing a board game you're just walking around a build, a gymnasium or whatever you go into these places but um when you start some of the kids was funny because when they come up and I think i had like there's renting and there's a couple different styles of homes and obviously like well mm-hmm. if you want the really nice big colonial five mm-hmm. bed three bath whatever it's going to cost you x and what you started to see was kids now of course this was a you know a simulation so like he's like well i'll just live in the two bedroom one bath like 500 <laughs> a month thing i said that's fine okay then you had your utilities so i'm like okay this one's on public this one's septic like but you because it's kind of like the same thing you live in the city of plattsburgh you live outside do you have you know public mm-hmm. utilities do you have a well in septic so all this stuff started to uh, pop up and I found that kids were more conscious of I would rather have this not that and a lot of it was when I was with the housing it was funny because not really nobody picked the high-end home it was always the you know the very the very uh, small simplistic ranch style home <laughs> that was kind of budget-friendly or renting and um, it was and then you started to see how they would go through other stuff whether it was food whether it was daycare and you saw the wheels start turning. And I think the benefit is not necessarily that this is, like you said, it's a mock, but it's to get the kids realizing like there's other stuff in life. And one of the things that I'm, you know, I, I think is, you know, stuff that should just be required in all high school and especially college, because you're getting to the point where you're like, hey, you're going actually, you know, the real world is financial literacy, but just like the life skills. So when you mm-hmm. kind of, as a kid, think of like, oh, Home ec or these, you know, these, I don't care how to write a check, I don't care how to balance anything. And it's like, well, these are life skills that everybody, like anybody coming out, has to deal with. This it's like you learn marketing in college. I learned something different. Like we, I may not need marketing, but I do need to know how to, you know, read a balance sheet of my my life, basically. Right. And uh, I think, I think kids getting that knowledge and also realizing, like the DoorDash thing, to me is something where you know, when you put it in perspective, it should be like, okay, that makes sense. But I think even beyond that is the idea of like taking loans out for and stuff. I'm like, guys, no, like I, and, and I think one of the, one of the things that, and obviously you're seeing it now with like student debt and student loans. It's like, because we're seeing that transition into home ownership. Think about the mm-hmm. average age of a first time home buyer. It's much higher than it was, mm-hmm. you know, um, a generation mm-hmm. ago. And yeah. a lot of it stems from kids Getting to the point where, like, I have no free money because I'm spending hundreds of dollars a month on student loans because mm-hmm. I wanted to go to this big name college, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "That's great," but you came out with a business degree where you could have went to Plasteric State, that was a very highly accredited business school, mm-hmm. and and again, you don't everybody has their own decisions, but when you always look at kids at 20, it's like, guys, don't don't dig yourself a deeper hole that you then have to try to come out of. Like, try to get out where you have very very modest expenses. Mm-hmm. So then you can start accumulating wealth and starting to get ahead in life because you, mm-hmm. I find that right now, and again, you, you, I think you'd see this way more than I will being in the banking industry that the, at 20, a lot of kids are trying to like get traction in their life and trying to kind of dig themselves out and then trying to get – because, again, you're trying to build your name up. You're trying to establish yourself in a career, and I think – Stu- students or young people, they don't have their finances in order because they're too much in debt. And, or the other thing is patience is that mm-hmm. everybody wants it tomorrow. Right. And when you were saying at 26, you took a, a conscious step backwards mm-hmm. because of family. And that's something over the last couple of years with kids, I've had to make sacrifices in certain areas where it's like, okay, I like doing this. I like doing that. But I also have, you know, a wife and three kids now. So it's like my priorities have completely shifted from four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it's really taking those, that stuff and saying, you got to have a patience level too of, you know, I know like my life right now, like I have young kids. So like right. so some of my ambitions have to be kind of put on a shelf for a couple of years. Right. to be fair to myself. So I don't completely go crazy yeah. or my wife <laughs> kicks me to the curb. Um. But I think that also some kids taking um, a, a page out of your book of just being patient and like a step back is not, it's like playing soccer. You can pass back. Right. And it might make you, it might make you win the game. And that's mm-hmm. what I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think there's a lot of to that of, um, you know, not not putting this like uh, this undue like pressure on yourself to make things happen fast because mm-hmm. at twenty, twenty five, th- like I'm again, I'm in my early thirties right now, and I think I have barring any catastrophic injury or or death, knock on all the wood <laughs> in the in the building. But like I, I really look at it like I'm at the very early stages of my career, mm-hmm. and I I'm excited because I'm like, I. I can put in a, like a solid 30 to 40 years and still feel, hopefully feel I'm always like modern science maybe my life expectancy goes up. But I, I do think that, um, you know, I'm, I'm very patient overall where like day to day you're like, you might get kind of anxious, but I'm like, okay, we're fine. Like we got plenty of time three mm-hmm. years from now. Like I'm still in my mid thirty. like fo- uh, yes. 10 years from now, I'm, I'm yes. a 40 years old, which 40 is mm-hmm. not old. Like mm-hmm. that's, um, so it's fun. It's funny when you put it in perspective, but I think that, uh, mad city money, um have you when's the last time you guys did that
1: we just did it two weeks ago we oh, did okay. tech
0: perfect okay so that's still yep. being actively oh, promoted yeah. good because yep. i think that's yep. it's, it's very eye-opening when you start to get business not business but um professional people out in the community going in because you take the practice you take the theory and you add in the practicality of it mm-hmm. and then kids can start making that connection of it like oh we learned that in this class but now i see how it applies in real life right. and I mean, I'm still making those connections now, but like when I was 18 or 20, it was like, you're so clueless. You're like, I don't, (laughs) okay. It's like, let me spin the wheel. Does it have a prize? Do I get like a candy or something? So, um, you might get a free t-shirt or movie tickets. What's what kids want? Like movie tickets, (laughs) t-shirt, you got gas money, Mm -hmm. like anything, anything that adds in the fun. Um, now, and Jody, outside of the, the, actually, sorry, last, last credit union question, two last credit union questions before I skip into more, maybe some more fun stuff. Um, (laughs) what is the creator of opportunities role? Is that like a business development? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a cool, it's a cool spin on the name. So mm-hmm. I just want to make mm-hmm. sure I, I like that. Um, mm-hmm. And then who came up with the new brand of the colors? We actually worked, in the logo and everything. We
1: worked uh, with a company out of Texas and um, that was through our association. And uh, we worked as a, a marketing, a marketing, a with the marketing department, but we worked as a management team together Mm -hmm. and we made the decisions together. And it was a, it was a, a process that um, we all had to agree upon and tell the reasons why we wanted certain things. Um, One of the original logos was a, um, a a family and uh, a path.
0: Was this back in two thousand six? Yeah, yeah. Okay. this yeah,
1: this is when I first when I first started. And when we saw the you and we saw that it kind of creates you to go someplace, right? Mm-hmm. To, um, so that was that was um, that was just the winner. It was it was the winner on all of us.
0: So I'm colorblind, so I'm gonna ask uh-huh. you this is light green grayish and dark green
1: it's black <laughs> this is why i'm saying it's by. black gray and the the green it's like a yellowish green it's a special color that was kind of just made for
0: us <laughs> it's kind of like a slime so, green so yeah it's um, like i can see like the kids with the slime now so,
1: <laughs> so it's a color to stand out to give a pop a color um so you see when you see the green you see that it's you first
0: and what was the green color why, why did green pop out
1: We all just kind of agreed with it. We looked at, uh, we, we got a a big board like you have in your office and we put actually all of the names of credit unions and banks locally. Mm -hmm. And most of them were blue and red. Yeah. So we're like, okay, we're not blue and red. So, so then we started with other colors. Okay. Um, and most of us actually wear a lot of gray and a lot of black yeah, okay. to begin I'm with. I'm Actually, and, this is probably
0: my most pa- and popping color I As have. I'm saying
1: this, I'm wearing gray pants and a black sweater. So I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: branded. I like <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, what I was also looking at, too, because obviously the you, but you, you always talk about past, present, and future. So yes. I thought it was like, um, mm-hmm. you know, kind of because there, there's a separation between the, like mm-hmm. the, I guess that's a rhomboid.
1: Yeah, we just thought Rom- it looked cool.
0: Yeah. Now, <laughs> When you brand most of it, are you do you guys b- focus more on the actual logo of it or the whole name?
1: Well, Because
0: um, it sure is both, and I've seen it both ways, so I just didn't we, know. We
1: really focus on the U. Okay. On the U. We really focus um, mainly on the U. And, um, like, a black shirt has to have, like, the green on it, and, like, a gray shirt has to have the white on it. So mm-hmm. we're really specific on our brand and who we are and our culture, and we want to... We want our employees to be happy we want our employees to want to come in to work we want the employees to want to help the members each member at a time i love i love the fact that when somebody is looking to become a member they can go into an office and we want to hear your story if somebody comes in that's a member and wants a loan a loan officer is going to sit with you a loan consultant is going to sit with you and and really ask those questions and it's not just your credit score that determines your your rate, it's, it's your whole story. And why is your credit, you know, whatever number it is, and how can we improve that credit? And we always want to make people better off when they leave is when they came in the door and we, we won't, we won't put them reverse.
0: I've always found, so what you just said, I, I look at, um, and this took me a while to get for in my business. So this is my 12th year in real estate, so I always kind of break my real estate life into <laughs> like my first maybe four years, which I would say I don't remember very much and I was completely, in my eyes, clueless. Um, and then I would say my middle one was like the idea of like me buying into the fact that I kind of did want to do real estate. Because um, the first four years is like, oh, I'll do this until I find something different. And then it was it shifted from that to the middle four years of I had a little bit more reason why I was doing real estate besides just like means to an end. And then my last four years has been very much like putting a lot of effort into like kind of growing um, many facets of myself in the business. But um, the one thing that is really – I've really come to know in the last four years, maybe five years is when you meet with people, whether buyers or sellers, the first thing I ask them is always why. Like because I find that most – salespeople, and, and I don't know how this would work with a credit union from a bank perspective, but if you're going in for a loan or you're going in to become a member, there's a level of sales to it also, is that I find a lot of people go for that heart, like, yeah, let's just get you signed up because I just want to make a check mark. And I find that the good organizations and the good, um, whether they're employees or salespeople or whatever, I think by um, being a little bit more poised and just kind of like relaxing the conversation say like, why are we here today? Like, why are you talking to me? Why am I at your house looking to maybe sell it? Um, you want to buy a, like nobody buys or sell a home on a whim. They always, always, there's a life event. Mm -hmm. Um, but I find by really dissecting and just spending the first time asking questions and one of the, um, kind of like an analogy that I've heard multiple times from a lot of different mentors of mine is that you have like the doctor and the patient and like, you got to look at, if you just go in and the patient says I'm sick and you just say, well, here, here's like some Tylenol, like we, well, maybe it's something else that hurts. So it's like taking the time To really dissect, because there's plenty of times I'll go in, talk with somebody, and I'm like, "Well, why would you want to sell? Like, why don't you just do this and this?" And selling's like not even on the radar. Like I'm, like I'm basically telling you, no, I don't want to help or Mm -hmm. make money or whatever. But if I look at it, and I'm like, that's not the best decision. Like what you're trying to do, the chances you pull off, pull it off, are very slim, and I don't even know if you really want to pull it off. And I find that. It sounds like what you just said was that you, when someone comes in and tells the story, it gets you one on the same page, but then a business is not always black and white. There's a lot of gray, and I think you have to play in that gray area, and then it, it might go black or white, but I would say 80% of the time you're playing mm-hmm. in gray area. And mm-hmm. I think with uh, you know credit union, I think you guys have a lot of options that you could play within the gray area, right? Right.
1: right. We have the ability to um, look at a situation and make an exception. Yes, we have to follow our policies and procedures, but we do have some guidelines that we try, you know, to to go by. But there is those those chances that we're willing to take if uh, if a member is sitting in front of us and due to some circumstance that is out of their control um, and they've been a good member, your history with the membership is you know part of uh, the the decision making too so it's not just your credit score that lands you this this and this mm-hmm. and i can't tell you how many times that somebody will come up to the front line and say oh i want this type of loan can i see a, a loan consultant and then they go in they and they end up coming out with something else because that loan consultant took the time they instilled some trust they listened mm-hmm. i think that is a key word that a lot of people don't do these days is take that step back and listen to what people are telling you, and ingesting it, and picking up on cues because body language is always so important. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, uh can I share with you like one of the best days of Absolutely. of my credit union? Absolutely. <laughs> so I, I do um, being in HR, I do tell the story to um, each employee that comes into the credit union, and I've been there twenty four years. But this is one of the a good a good story that that has always um, made me laugh and just made me feel good and helping somebody. So um, I was on the front line at this time. And when you go to a financial institution, a lot of times, you know, it's built on trust. So you, you see the same people and same people will wait for you to do their transaction. So there's one gentleman that would come in every every Friday. And he'd come in and uh, he would always, um, you know, throw his check on the, on our desk. And at that point at um, Kehoe, we were sitting down, so we were we had a desk, and there was four of us on the front line, and we actually the members sat down. Wait, when did you go to Kehoe? Keyho. Mm-hmm. No, but when did you go to Kehoe? Oh, um, excuse me, in um, oh, Hawkins. Hawkins. Okay, okay. Excuse me. Hawkinsall. I didn't know if I missed something. Sorry, no, no.
0: Like Kehoe, you got a much better deal. <laughs> <Yeah. Yes. laughs> that's true.
1: Yeah. Um, sorry, but in um, in Hawkinsville, sorry, the basement of yes. Hawkinsville, so stone basement, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so he walks in and usually he would be laughing and he'd always tell a good joke. Now, I always told him, "Please tell a clean joke cuz I don't know who's walking in. We might have kids, so you can tell me a joke but just make it clean." And he was always smiling, laughing, you know, and I'd always guess, "You know, how do you want this back?" And it was always the same, you know, every every Friday. One Friday he comes in and he's very subdued and he's not smiling. He comes to my desk, puts a check down. And I'm like, no, I'm picking up, you know, because I can like, I kind can sense people too. And I'm like, something's wrong here. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, do I ask him, you know, is that too personal? What should I do? So I asked him, I said, hey, I said, um, is something wrong? He's like, oh, he gives a big sigh and he's sitting down, right? So so he's sitting down. He's like, oh, my brother just died. Oh, and like, I mean, he didn't have life insurance. My parents aren't living anymore. I don't know how I'm going to pay for his funeral, what am I going to do? So I just looked at him with the eyes. I'm like, you do know we do like personal funeral loans, right? And he's like, his eyes just like opened up. I went, now Linda was the loan officer at that time. So I said, do you have a couple of minutes? I can see if Linda's available. You can talk to her. And he said, yeah, sure. I have a few minutes. And Linda was available. About 20 minutes later, he comes out of Linda's office and he's walking his, his self again, he came over, he gave me a big hug. He goes, thank you so much for just noticing that something was wrong. And yeah. now I can pay for my, my brother's funeral and I don't have to worry about that anymore and just keep going.
0: Yeah. I, well, no, I, I, I think that's like in life too, you just kind of see, see when people are down. And I think, uh, you know, cause everybody, like, I'm guilty of this too. Like, if something's bothering you, just try to like plug through it and like, oh, I got it. And like, you just, um, mm-hmm. but I think at times too, those people identify and just like, you know, and I I, I think even just acknowledge, someone else acknowledging that it's okay to have down days or okay to like, yeah, hey, you're not doing good, but what, like, yeah. let me kind of, you know, kind of fix it. I think most people, they just need just like a, like a pat on the back or a hug or mm-hmm. even just like a, like what you're talking about when you ask why. Sometimes it's just people don't understand something or you bring it to their attention or you just give them permission to say like, no, you can think that, or you can agree to that, because that's what mm-hmm. I would do too. Because I think sometimes you just want, the, just want the validation of their thought, and like, or that guy, like, mm-hmm. obviously losing a um, someone that close is mm-hmm. never fun. So I think, yeah, just have <laughs> so, someone. I, I think in his corner, he probably needed it that day. So mm-hmm. maybe he even told a joke that day.
1: Um, okay. No, he, he didn't I, leave with a joke, but I, he came in the next the next day. And I have to share with you that I do share the story um, with his permission. I never say his name, yeah. but I do share the story. And one day I happened to be in the lobby and he came in and he always gives me a hug when he sees me. And, uh, and so there was nobody else in the lobby at that time. And I'm like, this is, this is the guy, this is my story, you know? And he's like, yeah, she helped me
0: out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always find too, it's uh, it's more fun in business when you actually like you put the personal element behind it. Cause I think, um, that's also something that I learned early on was I was like this kid getting into real estate. I was like, Oh my god! Like like, I've heard this person's name as like Mister Mrs. So and So, and then doing a house and like second guessing, and I'm like, oh my god, there's a lot of money. So like, I felt very like stiff my first few years, and Mm -hmm. it wasn't until I was finally like, let's just have some fun and act normal, and then just like you can be goofy, you can have Mm -hmm. fun, you can, and then what happens is everybody like. I see sometimes secretly and not secretly that's how people are anyways like they don't like when they go home they just want to be goofy and have fun and I f- like like you can bl- blur the lines between the two and I think that business is getting more of blurring the lines of like personal and business where it's like you can just kind of live all as one encompassing person and like the Jody at work doesn't have to be the Jody at the soccer game or at home it's like just the same person like people love love Jody for who she is and then mm-hmm. I find in that you attract the right people when you act yourself and then, and it's not like you attract like what, whatever you just attract the right people for yourself because they align with you. And you're like, wow, this is cool. So I, Mm -hmm. I find that like, that's been a aha for me. You know, this was maybe, I don't know, five, six, seven years ago, but like it made all the difference because like little things that you learn as a kid and you're like, Oh, I was a kid, like a young 20 year old where I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, I feel like I'm in over my head. And then, then you finally realize like, not everybody else knows what they're doing either. Just kind of keep, you know, just kind of wing it, ask for help, you know, and work your way mm-hmm. through.
1: Well, so- like you said, you know, surround yourself with good people, surround mm-hmm. yourself with people that um, will mentor you, surround yourself with people that have the same values and
0: um, beliefs as you. Who was who a, like, who was a mentor for you?
1: Um Linda.
0: Yeah, bourgeois is, is a huge um, uh,
1: mentor to me. When I was younger, um, there were a couple of teachers, a couple, couple of coaches. Um, Lori Briggs um, was huge when uh, when I was growing up as um, in high school.
0: Was she a teacher?
1: Yep, she was a teacher. That Name sounds familiar. She's now a lawyer down in Florida, but she was yeah. um, she um, she was my coach as well. She taught uh, business business dynamics, I think, in business law. I think.
0: I, so I maybe she there. had some influence on going to business route.
1: Um, no, I, no because I um, at that point I w- I had another coach, um Sherry Geddes at SUNY Canton. Okay. so I actually went to her office and said, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't I don't think I like this nursing anymore. I don't it's not for me. What should I do? And I said, I want a degree, so <laughs> what should I do? Um, so I was very thankful all my nursing courses did transfer so I could get a degree. A two-year degree
0: from Ken. um Did you ever coach sports? Uh,
1: I have over the years. Um, uh, let's see. Ashley played softball for, like, Peru. So Scott and I uh, was a coach. I Actually, if I could do, like, my whole life over again, I would absolutely love to be a, a professional, like, softball, like, college-level coach. Really? That would... Um I love softball
0: do you um do you do, i mean do you watch like plastic state play at all or yep. go to local games yep yep um do you wa well i guess college world series is or college yes. is that what they call it yes um yeah, I just remember like the thing with softball it's with how fast those girls can pitch mm-hmm. and when you realize like how close you are because in baseball it's sixty feet six inches and in mm-hmm. softball is what forty six yep so i mean if you base out 46 and turn around and it's almost like a duel, and you're like looking at someone like take a step back like yeah. and, it, and those balls come in mm-hmm. how fast do like the college pitchers pitch
1: um i've seen some Are girls they in the 80s 70s um low 70s i would say cool. i used to when i pitched because i was a pitcher um if i wasn't pitching i played first base or the outfield um i was pitching like 68 at that That's time insane and uh uh, I had a, I had a pitching coach and he really he shot he showed me like so many things that I could do with the ball. You like bounce off the hip.
0: Yeah, does that curve it
1: um, or help? No, it's how you hold the ball. It's and you you have to twist your wrist. You have to. Do you ever? Because I,
0: I think I watched it one time. I think it was like with Jenny. Jenny Finch is the only one I really know because she was always the. Like oh yes, pitcher.
1: that's my my husband's favorite mm-hmm. pitcher. Yes, but
0: um, I think they used to talk about like she would like brush off her hip, but yeah. that might have actually kind of like allowed her to just kind of pop her wrist at times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Now, how does that work with? softball pitching with like the biomechanics there's obviously i mean is there more injuries less injuries than throwing overhand because it just it seems like a weird motion i I mean i'm used to baseball Uh so like my Mm -hmm. natural tendencies to throw but when you see you know see softball really kind of snap it through
1: well most of your um talking physics here now yeah but uh, when you're pitching most of your energy comes from your hips
0: and not your arm so it's kind of a slingshot down Yep. it's kind of like golf then. Yes,
1: it's it's or hockey very or it. very very similar to golf, and that your 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 legs and your hips really do a lot of the um, heavy lifting, I guess, of the pitch. Your arm just kind of falls through, and 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 your speed comes from your hips.
0: Is that why you can hit the golf ball so far? <laughs> Every time I go to a tournament, it's like, who won the long woman's long drive, Jody? Okay, which which again, I will say two things. Number one is in order to win you have to also hit the fairway <laughs> true so i mean it's not like you can be you can hit the ball long there's mm-hmm. plenty of i know a lot of guys that can hit the ball long but I'm like you're not in the, you're not in that whatever size fairway like it, in the trees does not count so um how I, do you find a parallel between the two yes i do i, mean, I do not mm-hmm. cuz people always how long have you been playing golf i've been playing golf since i was 13 years old oh did you play in school
1: no i played softball i didn't i wasn't on the golf team but um I had a boyfriend that taught me how to how to play golf okay. and we would go um everywhere and anywhere. We used to do a lot of Port Kent and a sable. um and I uh I just I would go the driving range a lot and um my mom and dad bought me a really good um set of clubs. And um I would practice and I would write down cuz mathematical brain of mine. Yep. I would write down like how far I could shoot this iron or this wood or um, so it's funny that you're talking about golf now because um, I'm, I'm getting ready to get a new set of golf clubs and I'm trying to do my research on that right now and what brand or what I should do and because um, you know golf clubs have changed now yep. the funny thing is is like my one my my iron is still like my not my iron excuse me my um driver my driver is still this big I don't have like a big head driver so I get my – I pull my one out, and the other ladies in the golf league are like, what are you hitting, a three? I'm like, no, this is my one. They're like
0: how, – How old is it? My clubs are at least 10 years old. Which, which driver do you have?
1: Uh, I I have Lady Cobra clubs right
0: now. Um, are they all ladies all the way through the bag? Yep. Um, the reason I'm saying this, I'm in the exact same boat. So we're <laughs> actually going down, me and a few friends – we're playing hooky on Friday mm-hmm. to go down to, um, uh, S- exit eight.
1: Are you going to Northway? Yep. That's where I want to go.
0: Yeah. So I, my, when are you going? <laughs> Friday. If you want to meet us down there. So we, we ended up, have you ever been there? Yeah. So yeah. 10 years ago, you might've been at this 10 years mm-hmm. ago. I went to the demo day down there at 11. I don't know when it was. I was, it was, I think it was in college. And, uh, I ended up getting irons now when I was a kid naturally when you I picked up golf at 10 so my first like real set of clubs like I got tailor-made clubs I was probably I think around maybe 14 years old and some of my favorite all-time favorite clubs I had when I was I was uh, 14 my putter is still used to this day. is from when I was 14 mm-hmm. and uh, so seeing how the clubs have changed over time now also, because we always play this back and forth in our head, because when you talk about the size of the club, mm-hmm. naturally, like they've gotten out to like 460cc, which mm-hmm. is like the, the bigger, you know, mm-hmm. m- moment of inertia, all the science, because it's a very scientific sport. yes And uh, it's funny when you look at the ones that you used to play with. And so I had irons that are 10, 11 years old that I had fitted down there, and, you know, the correct shafts, the lie angle, mm-hmm. you know, obviously I put the grips I wanted on, and, mm-hmm. um, so I always go back and forth. Like I love my irons. Like I still love them, but part of me is like, they're 11 years old. I know at some point they're probably just beat to hell that they probably should be changed. Mm-hmm. But then in my head, I'm always like, it's it's like, it's the India, not the era. Like, do I need new clubs or do I just suck? And then I got to get better because, so then I kind of go back and forth and then there's a level of like, well, I kind of just want to do something new to look at. So like my goal is to get a new putter, which I have not bought a putter in 20 years. Mm-hmm. And so when we go down, same thing, you can pick, I don't even want to get new drivers. Like I just want to do. Like I just want to check the specs and make mm-hmm. sure I have the right shafts and all that stuff. So when you go for a club, like what are you leaning towards right now for potential clubs? I love. I'm a. Ge- I'm like a geek out on golf. Yeah. Well, here, so. I'm like
1: Callaway or TaylorMade. That's that's the two that I'm. I'm kind of looking at right now.
0: Now for women's clubs, are the women's heads different than the men's heads? I know the shafts are always different.
1: The shafts are different. I think the heads are. Um, similar i don't think they're exactly the same the thing is is i actually i'm sure i'm only five four but i have long arms Mm -hmm. so um i can hit a men's club if i want to um it's funny because like when we golf with like my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law they have like newer clubs and carol be like hey try this one and uh so and she was like wow you hit that ball you know and i'm like i don't know It, it I just attribute to it. I, I guess that I was a pitcher and that I just, I, there's gotta be a parallel to it, you know, and I hit straight. I'm very lucky. I guess I, I just have a, a, a I don't know. I don't know. I just, I relax when I golf. I don't, yeah. I don't, really don't take it seriously. It's my out. Um, it's my one night, uh, um, that I can take during the summer that I go after work. And where's I, the league at, um, Linda and I are, are, uh, partners and we golf, um, at uh, bluff point.
0: Okay. Cause I know harmony has a women's league. yeah. And then I think a lot of it, when I used to play at North country when I was a kid and they had one there, um, whatever, I think it was like middle of the day too. Mm-hmm. They had to like bounce around. Well, I get,
1: when I retire, then I'll, I'll try those other, yeah. other, other places. We did play at the barracks one year. Um, that was a lot of fun too. And, um, you know, it's just nice to see women out on the golf course. And I know that, um, it, it's funny when, when I went to, the CUNA management school on Saturdays, you could either play golf. You could go to Chicago, watch a game, or you could go to Chicago and do the miracle mile shopping. Mm -hmm. Um, so I decided to play golf. So, um, and I was one of the only women, you know, that was, that was playing. And I remember, um, they kind of, you know, made up teams and stuff. And I was, at the driving range right before we're going to start you know and all the men are usually there so i just do my own thing and and like you said i i'm the same person no matter where i am so i, I just do my own thing don't care about what others are doing and i i um i tried to pick a spot that was like out of the way because i didn't want to be in the way you know so i started i started hitting him and then all of a sudden you know one of the guys came over that was in my management class then another one came over and then another one came over. <laughs> I'm like, Hi guys, like I'm just practicing. Like do you need something? You know, what's going on? They're like, You really hit the ball. I'm like, I yeah, I, I don't know. I guess so. <laughs> well,
0: I, I think uh like when I was growing up, I I didn't play with I'm trying to think of the first time i ever played with a woman golfing because I was you played with your buddies, not all my I own there were zero girlfriends that played golf back or girls that I went to school with that played golf. It was all it's was always just, uh, guys. So, and when you get older, there wasn't a whole lot. So like right now, one of the people I play the most with is, uh, Megan Whedon mm-hmm. and she's great and she <laughs> loves it. And it's mm-hmm. funny cause we're like in group text with a, well, she's really the only girl that's in the group text for golf purposes, <laughs> but we said memes about it all, all back yeah. and forth. And we always talk about, you know, golf or scrambles, but when you start, cause I know there's some women's leagues and I know some other girls that play. And like, to me, I think golf's Awesome, like I think for everybody, and I, and I think getting out because the thing with like golf, it doesn't, it, don't, it never holds you. Everybody plays, you know, from whatever tee their skill level's at, or you know, and you just play and you go up and you just mosey on up with everybody, and um, especially you know as, uh, you know, in the summer a lot of the scrambles are on Friday, so we'll get a group of friends together and we just it's like a it's like a mental break from the week. Like you just work harder that week. Cause you know that you have, you get to go kind of, you know, mm-hmm. have a little more fun on Friday. But, um, yeah, I've, I've played multiple scrambles with, with, uh, girls and, mm-hmm. um, it's a lot of fun and a lot of them are good. And I think, I think the, I think a lot of them just need the confidence level. Cause mm-hmm. a lot of them are like, oh, I'm just not good. I'm like, well, yeah, you've, like anybody else you played like two times a year like play regularly and you'll be good like that's yeah, it's, yeah,
1: the, yeah the, the more you play the better you'll be that's for sure because you learn what your clubs can do and
0: that's mm-hmm. that's the game that's the game when you start getting to the specs of golf too the just understanding the technology and letting it help you and not work against you right like when you start talking like shafts and you start talking about like lie angles or like your longer arms like how does mm-hmm. that translate to where the club is like is it upright and mm-hmm. i think when you start um you know really kind of diving in and, and nerding out a little bit on it like even just making a couple of tweaks like oh i was trying to manipulate it a certain way well i'm like mm-hmm. all i had to do was i don't know something something very simplistic or right. maybe you find out that right. like i have some buddies i'm like you're using a regular shaft but you swing fast enough for a stiff shaft like you're gonna lose stuff to the right and you're but instead you're thinking you have a slice i'm like really it's just your club is not correctly for your spin swing speed. right um, so it, it's a, it's a lot. And that's why I've been geeking out on putters lately because <laughs> then I'm starting to realize like there's face balance and toe hang and mallet versus blade. And then I'm like, wow, I didn't realize there's this much. Like I've gone to mini golf with like the, the mo- like the, the dual use putter and just like hit it. And it seems like it works, but, um, that that's why well, I'm hoping you get a chance to go down there and get fitted Cause it's fun.
1: Yeah. I, Scott and I are both going to go down and, um, our youngest daughter, Mackenzie goes to, uh, Russell Sage down at college. Okay. So we're going to take a couple days off in uh, April next month. And
0: does she play golf?
1: Uh, does Mackenzie know, uh, both Ashley and Mackenzie though, went through the, uh, Willie King, uh, junior. I, I was an alumni of yeah. that too. Yeah. they yeah. <laughs> had little shirts and yeah. stuff. Um, so they, you know, they, they can play, but, um, but I, I, I really, I really want to go down there and see what they have and. Try
0: them out and, and just see what, what if, works best for me. If you do a fitting, though, you I think you have to go online. And, and, and make an appointment. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I was gonna say, just make sure you do that yep. before you take the trip down there. Yep. But other than that, I mean, even if you just took a trip down there, yeah. there's hitting ranges and bays. Yes. And, um, I was almost yeah. like God. If that could be because they have heated uh, hitting base. Yeah. So I'm like, imagine getting like <laughs> February going out with like your parka, but being able uh-huh. to like, oh my God, 60, 70 degrees under this heat lamp. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean,
1: what a good stress release that would be, right? Just oh, to go hit some golf balls. Well,
0: Bluffs open right now the mm-hmm. range. or oh, the ranges. Yeah. And uh, Jared uh, Burns, who I golf a lot with, mm-hmm. texts me. He's mm-hmm. like, <laughs> again in our group, he's like, hey, just let everybody know Bluffs <laughs> open. He goes, I just went and pl- I just went and hit, and I was like, <laughs> and I was sitting in my head, I'm like. <gasps> Do I have an opening in my schedule this week to go? And the answer is no. But it's like that's you're trying mm-hmm. to you know rush yeah. out there. So soon, my skis will be out of my car, and my clubs will be mm-hmm. in the car for about six months yeah. and just sit there. So
1: yeah. Well, one of the nice things too about golf is it brings a lot of people together, which is nice. And there's a lot of um, you know charities and donations that you could make out there. I know you have you have your one that for I, the kids. I'll be plugging yeah. this for months. So I'm I'm hoping that um, you know one day I'll be able to to play and uh, be able to get out of the office. So.
0: Oh, in this tournament. Yeah. So what we were actually thinking about, which this might, this is preliminary. I don't even know if I should. Say, I'll say it to you off air okay. because if I say it, <laughs> some of the people might crucify yeah. me because we we let the cat out of the bag. But I'll tell I'll tell you a couple <laughs> things after. But this is a great tournament, yeah. and I mean I'm, I'm sure you recognize a lot of the names yeah. on there too. So yep. it's a lot of uh, a lot of good people. Yeah. So a lot it's a uh, yeah. It, it it's fun. We we raise a lot of money for a very good cause and we have a ton of fun doing it. That's, so it's that's like, what it's, all it's about. a win win. Yeah. You know,
1: we, um, the carpenters do, um, the make a wish foundation, yep. um, golf tournament every year with, uh, Matt and Amy Spiegel and, um, Carol and Steven Carpenter our, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law and, um, Scott and I help out along with, um, you know, our kids, their kids. And we raise a lot of money for the make a wish foundation and it's a lot of work that goes into it. And, yeah. Um, that morning it, it's so funny cause Steve's like, okay, you sell like the 50, 50 or something. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll sell whatever. And I'm like, okay, get your money out. This is for kids. It's not for, you know, us, it's for kids. So, yeah. you know, donate what you can and, and we appreciate I you think, being here.
0: I think most, most people do pretty well at golf tournaments. I think overall that that's what I like about it. It's like, we're in a very giving community. So I yes. think people, um, you know, there's stuff always going on, but I think people do a good job of giving what they can to a lot of different organizations yes. and really try to make the kind of make the world go around that way. So it's because mm-hmm. uh, we, we've noticed a lot, just even with this tournament, like there's a lot of people that reach out and um, it's it's fun. It's just it gives you something, mm-hmm. to, like I said, kind of that we you always want to give back. But you're like, how can we give back and also have a lot of fun doing it? And right. It's kind of like the, the perfect marriage. It's the, the win win. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the so. win
1: win. Well, I know. um Megan's mother came up to me during the Make a Wish Foundation because um, they usually golf every year, and 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 she's like, "Oh, Megan wants to golf with you." I went, well, have her call me or text me oh, or whatever." Yeah. I'd love to golf with her.
0: Yeah, she and she's she's pretty good. Yeah, like, oh, she's I mean, a,
1: she's uh, she's like a to me, she's like an upcoming rock star, just like you are. Yeah, it, it's so yeah, nice to see, um, you know, the group of people that that you hang uh, hang out with. You know, like, most of them are on this board. I yeah. Know, so it's, it's like you try to nice. get good people together and yeah. Uh,
0: but like you said, it's kind of having that strong network. And yeah. I find that the ones, um, you know, like I, like I said, Jared or Ryan, they're good friends mm-hmm. of mine, have, mm-hmm. have kids, have jobs. Yeah. We're always in that same stage of life. But, yeah. you know, so when one of us says we can't do something because we got kids, we're like, yeah. okay, you got like totally get it. Like, <laughs> next time we'll hit you up. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. And I think just uh, the one thing I've, over the last handful of years, is just getting to really know some people. And then a yeah. lot of them have become like my best friends. So you mm-hmm. really... Um, we try to have a lot of fun together doing stuff. So whether it's mm-hmm. skiing or tournaments or, or even just out and about and trying yeah. to kind of brainstorm some cool things or even help each other out. Like, mm-hmm. Hey, you're struggling with something in business. Let me, let me give you my two cents or, you know, and kind of mentor each other. It's been Great. a, it's, it's a good, uh, like I said, just good relationship with a lot of people, but yeah. it's cool. Um, well, Jody, I appreciate you coming on. We'll, we'll wrap mm-hmm. it up here, um, so you can go out on the golf course. I'm just kidding. I wish we were going out on <laughs> the wish. golf course. Um, if you ever want to play this year, though, let me know because like, definitely I, that, would be, that would be a lot of fun. That would be a lot of fun. I'd
1: you, love you, you to would do that. You'll teach me a
0: thing or two, and uh, probably can, not. We can but... see your new clubs. <laughs> I, I I always say I used to be good, and now I'm a, de- a father of three. So getting out on the course, I I play with uh, Andy Lamanto a lot, who's over here, and mm-hmm. then a couple other mm-hmm. people on on uh, at Bluff, uh-huh. uh, like early early week, like five thirty six a.m. Uh-huh. We're off. Yeah, and um. You know someone's having a bad shot or things like we're playing golf it's yeah. fine 7 a.m yeah. it's sunny we're out playing we're golf. Out. Like, just don't worry about it yeah it's good you're yep. not we're, we're keeping our day job. so uh <laughs> jody i appreciate you coming on this was well, fun i'm you. glad we actually got to do this this is, yeah. this is a lot of fun and uh I, I appreciate you um still taking up my offer after i canceled on you multiple times oh but, that's okay but I'm, i was here. very
1: happy to to be here and um you know thank you for letting me uh, tell my stories and uh, i've enjoyed our time together and it's, it's been a pleasure
0: yeah, this is great. So, if anybody, oh, and if anybody needs to find you, Jody, give us give us a quick plug for the credit union yourself. Yes,
1: mm-hmm. um, I'm located at two seven four Ruger Street. Um, you can call me. Uh, our number is five one eight three two four fifty seven hundred. If you need any advice on financial literacy, please, um, you know, reach out to me. I'd be happy to help you with the budget. Um, the last piece of thing is I do some um, work at Mhab. Oh yeah, and I'm there monthly, and I also do one-on-one sessions with with them um, as as needed. And I've met some really nice people, um, Mike Carpenter and Betsy, and uh, they're doing wonderful things. Businessman of the
0: year. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah I I, yeah. <laughs> I uh, actually I went to his office the other day to congratulate him personally. He's a a great soul, and he has a really good story.
0: So I don't I don't know Mike well, but. I did end up golfing with them once this year. I went with a, a buddy and we kind of got paired, not, not paired up, but like my buddy knew him. So they just, we ended up playing actually a fivesome, but it was fine. Uh, the guy I knew was family on the course. So, but we ended up going out and playing and uh, Mike, Mike, he was a good guy. Like he's, uh, like I said, it was like an early, early mm-hmm. Sunday morning. He's out there just having fun, but mm-hmm. he's like, whatever, just drop a ball. We're, we're just here to have fun. <laughs> that's Nobody right. Cares. That's so, right. It was good.
1: That's like, um, um, just one last thing. Like when ladies are, are learning, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, any course around here is not going to be perfect. Put it in a, a knife, nice piece of grass and then hit it from a nice piece of grass. Yeah, be fair. I don't care if you move it a foot. I don't care if you move it a club length. It's not going to make any difference to me. Yeah. Is it going to make your, your stroke better and your swing better and, and make you like golf more? Yeah.
0: Yeah, and that, that's and I think that's the key when you're starting out. Because when I was a kid, that and, and I'm hoping as my kids get older that same thing. It's like, don't. My son's got a little lefty set. He's a little lefty, but it's like, cute. like let's work on the temper, kid. Like you're not gonna be great. You gotta, like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> drop that. Golf's hard. So, um, all right. Well, Jody, again, thank you so much. We'll wrap it up there. Um, again, you Federal Credit Union on Ruger Street and a few other locations mentioned throughout. Um, Jody and all the all the people over there are are great people, and you can't miss the building. It's a beautiful building, right in the corner of Ampersand and Ruger. Um, about to get a new light, hopefully, right? Might yes, make life a little yes. easier. So um, that's it. Episode 183 of the Galen Trombley Show. We're out. Thanks for listening to the Galen Trombley Show. If you want to reach me, you can go on Facebook at Galen Trombley, on Instagram at Galen Trombley, and on YouTube at Galen Trombley. The spelling, G-A-E-L-A-N-T-R-O-M-B-L-E-Y.